Welcome to the FitFig Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Figarelli, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. We are a private fitness and consulting business. We help you lose body fat, build muscle, and gain strength. If you're looking to achieve any of your health and fitness goals, hit us up. We are currently taking on new clients. This is episode 91. How to stay more consistent, specifically around your health and fitness goals. This seems to be a pretty common struggle for most people. So I got seven ideas for you today. Get your notebook, get your pen, take notes, apply, always apply. If you listen to any podcast, whether it's this one or anything else, reading books, absorbing any kind of content, apply what you learn immediately. That's the only way that any of this is going to actually have a positive impact on your life. Number one, know your priorities. If you are struggling to stay consistent, get crystal clear on your goals. What do you want? This is where you must start. If you don't know what you want, it's going to be so difficult to make any kind of progress. So get clear. What goals are most important to you right now? Write them down and put them somewhere where you can read them every day. I remind my clients that establishing goals is a lot like deciding on a destination for a road trip. If you just want to get in the car and drive aimlessly, go for it. You might have fun along the way, but you're going to waste precious time, energy, and fuel. Know your destination. Your goals are your destination. Number two, connect to your why. If you've ever worked with me, you know this is the framework that I use. It's not rocket science. There is no secret magical formula here beyond the basics I'm laying out right now. Connect to your why. Why are these goals so important to you? Take time, dig deep to find the reasons your goals matter to you. Get emotional. Keep it real. The more emotion you attach to your why, the more connected you will be to your goals and the more likely you are to succeed in reaching them. Number three, put your important tasks on the calendar and guard your time. Schedule your workouts for the week. Protect that time. It's an important appointment you have with yourself, with your future self, even. It's an investment in your health. Do not cancel a workout unless it's an emergency. Emergencies are few and far between, let's be honest. Because you don't feel like it is not an emergency. Your workout is a promise you need to keep to yourself. If you miss a scheduled workout for any reason, reschedule it right away. Don't let time go by because it's gonna, days are going to turn into weeks. Decide what day you're going to go grocery shopping. Take a few minutes during the week to meal plan. Or something that's more realistic, especially for those of you who love to scroll Instagram 
or TikTok for recipes. I do this a lot. And then I send them to my wife because she's the recipe person. Start to collect ideas around meals you would like to make in the future. And so you have a little, especially this, this is why it's so convenient if you're using something like Instagram, because then you can save the recipe for future reference. But take a, take a little bit of time. It only takes a few minutes to, to think about what you want to eat. And then allocate some time to meal prep. Typically, people do this on a Sunday. I have never been a huge meal prep person in my entire life because I'm okay with bare bones, simplicity, and planning. I don't like to do a lot of crazy diversity with my food. I like to keep it simple. I'll often eat the same thing over and over again. I actually prefer Saturday for meal prep, and I do Saturday morning protein batching uh, where I cook up a whole bunch of chicken breast or a whole bunch of you know, turkey or beef or whatever it is I'm eating. So I have several days worth of protein as I move into the week. So then by Sunday, you know, I'm set. I don't have to do a whole lot on Sunday. I like to relax. So if you're making your Sundays, which typically is reserved for rest and relaxation, if you're making that this stressful meal prep grocery shopping day, which might work for your schedule. And if it does, that's great. But for myself, I like to relax on Sunday. I like to hike. I like to kind of just make it whatever I need it to be. And I don't love meal prepping because I find it to be a chore, but it's important to allocate time to meal prepping. So put it on the schedule. For me, it's on the schedule Saturday morning. That's when I'm making the big batch of the protein. If you can get into the habit of scheduling and keeping with a schedule for these things, not just your workouts, but also the way that you approach your nutrition, you're going to have such an easier time maintaining consistency because you're going to fall into a routine. You can tweak the routine as you go. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be somewhat the same from one week to the next. Number four, get an accountability buddy or hire a fitness coach, one or the other. For the accountability buddy, this could be a workout partner, training partner, make sure that this person has the same standard for their goals and for their habits as you. It's okay if you're not exactly on the same page because sometimes the stronger, more motivated, more ambitious person can pull up the other less motivated person and you can work together. But you can't be this person's anchor and they cannot be yours. So you have to at some point find common ground and take the time to come together and communicate so you can support each other. Otherwise, this person, you could also be this person, may sabotage all the good. So make sure that this is a like-minded, goal-oriented person, someone you can trust, someone who will keep it real with you, and someone who um, is a great communicator, willing to text and call if needed and meet up, and uh, isn't a deadbeat, someone who isn't going to flake out on you when you have scheduled workouts. And if you notice a trend with this person over a period of time where they continue to cancel workouts on you, it might be time you know, I do a three strike rule, three strikes, you're out. So that goes for anything straight across the board. 
um, if you demonstrate you cannot be consistent and true to your word, show up when you say you're going to show up, three strikes, you're out, I'm on to the next accountability buddy, or I'm going to fly solo. But if you're somebody who struggles with consistency, motivation, and enthusiasm around your training, around your goals, find somebody like-minded who you can support and who uh, they can support you. So beyond that, if you can't find anybody, invest your money in in a fitness coach. Google is awesome for this. Wherever you live, Google. Personal trainer in my area, fitness coach. Because when you have skin in the game in the form of a financial investment, you are more likely to stay consistent and reach your goals. I mean, lack of accountability is why most people fail to reach their fitness goals. I see it all the time. It's easy to let yourself off the hook, but much more difficult to let someone else down. So especially a fitness coach can help you get clear about your goals, establish a realistic training program, something that actually has an outcome in mind, rather than just doing random things in the gym or following an article you found in a magazine and then wondering why you're not getting results. This saves you a massive amount of time and energy. Working with a a fitness coach can help you schedule workouts so you have a guaranteed workout to hold you accountable. They help troubleshoot any issues, plateaus, and they keep you moving in the right direction. This is a worthy investment, especially if you find yourself consistently stuck and unable to figure out how to move forward with your progress. So a lot of people are content trying to save money, but wasting a lot of time in that process. So they'll go to great lengths to save a few dollars, but they'll waste weeks, months, or years of time. Blows my mind. Your time is finite. I say it in every, almost every episode of this podcast. I I say it a lot in my house and my wife gets, she jokes, but she gets annoyed with the word finite. She's like, that's your favorite word, but it's true. You can make and lose money over and over again. You can always make more money, but you can never get your time back. And it's fascinating how people will spin their wheels for months or years when they could save all that time and invest some money in a personal trainer or a gym membership or whatever and get the results they want much faster. It's a more efficient process. So consider it. It's worth your time. It's worth your financial investment. Number five, to stay more consistent in your life with your health and fitness goals. This applies to everything too. Anything in life, really. It makes the most sense to follow a training program where your exercise selection, order, Your sets, reps, lifting tempo, rest periods, and rate of perceived exertion are all accounted for. Instead of just showing up to the gym and going through the motions, walking aimlessly around and doing a few sets of one exercise here and another exercise over there, taking five-minute rest periods, staring at your phone, waiting for equipment, whatever the case may be, Follow a plan where all of those things that I just mentioned are accounted for. 
none of it matters if you're not keeping track of what you're doing. So you go in the gym and you're just aimlessly wandering. I had a consultation call with a, a lady um, a week ago and she said she would go to the gym, wouldn't get results. So she decreased her frequency of attending the gym and got even fewer results or no results, continued to get no results because she started to lose motivation. Well, this is, of course, where a personal trainer comes in and shows you what you're doing wrong, what you could be doing better, more of, etc., we kind of shine the light on the things that should be done. And, you know, I asked her, hey, are you tracking anything? Are you following a specific program? She's like, no, I just kind of go in and just do a bunch of random stuff. And this is, this is very typical. And you're making a massive mistake. If this is something that you're doing where you're randomly just showing up to the gym, doing random stuff with no thought put into any of it and worse you're not tracking anything you're wasting your time and is you going to the gym better than doing nothing better than sitting on the couch probably but you could be getting more bang for your buck if you follow a program and you track here's what's cool about tracking when you are tracking what you're doing for example you're focused on progressively overloading. This is the most important part of building muscle and getting stronger. Progressively overloading, lifting more weight each time or trying to. Some weeks you're not going to be able to lift. But the, the main idea is you're gradually increasing stress on your body. And there's, a, there's an adaptation to that. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be faster of course depends on what you're doing but in the in using strength training as an example you're going to build more muscle that's the adaptation what's cool about this is when you're tracking it you have proof of progress in front of you this alone is going to demonstrate to you that what you're doing is working that is going to boost your self-confidence and help you stay more consistent because when we make progress, it makes us happy. And when we see that we're improving, we want to keep doing that thing. So track what you're doing in the gym. If you think you're going to remember it, you're wrong. You're not going to remember it. If you're not tracking what you're doing, it's going to be nearly impossible to make any kind of progress. So when someone says they're not motivated to work out, it's often because they're not tracking and monitoring anything. They don't even know what they're doing. If you don't know what you're doing from one week to the next, you can't see when you are making progress. And this can have a negative impact on your enthusiasm around consistency. Who wants to keep doing something if there's nothing, there's no reward? No one. Progress makes us happy. It makes us more likely to stick with what we're doing, even if it's hard, even if we don't feel like it. So in the case of fat loss, if fat loss is your primary goal, the tracking rule still applies. Weigh yourself weekly. Take progress photos. Take measurements. Take body composition measurements. If you can get a DEXA scan, monitor how your clothes are fitting. These are all great ways to track progress. Without some kind of regular feedback, 
your excitement around training and being consistent, it's going to dwindle away into nothing and you're going to quit. Number six, reframe the way you think about your health and fitness goals. If you find that you're constantly dreading your workouts, this is a mindset hack that has worked for me since I was a kid. Remind yourself that exercise is a privilege denied to many. Right now, somebody is on their deathbed. Right now, somebody is physically limited for whatever reason. Maybe they have a disease or they were in an accident. There are people out there right now who would give anything to be able to get up and walk. There are people out there who would give anything to be able to go to the gym like you're about to do. Lift weights, feel themselves, get stronger, make progress. Have that boost of self-confidence, energy, elevated mood. There are so many people out there who would love to be as physically active as you are about to be today or are currently. So if you keep in mind and kind of reframe this as, you know, this is something I get to do. It's a privilege. One day, you won't be able to do the things you take for granted today. And that alone should be enough to light a fire under your ass right now. Exercise is a celebration of your health and your physical capabilities. It's not punishment for something you've eaten. And that's something we're going to see here as we move into the holidays where people are saying, well, I got to go earn my food. I got to earn Thanksgiving dinner. I got to work off those excess calories. If you are in an environment, whether it's working with a trainer or in a gym, and that's the motto, I recommend relocating, finding another mentor or another environment where that isn't the motto. I know it's common. I, I hear people say it all the time. People I highly respect, authors, you know, not very few like professional fitness people anymore say things like that. But, you know, other people who are kind of on the, um, the sidelines of fitness, people I really respect, I've, I've heard things like that said. And it tells me that they haven't been in the fitness industry long enough or they probably haven't worked with enough clients to change their vocabulary or semantics around this conversation because it's so common. It's, it's almost like the thing people say without thought. And the, uh, the idea is now you have to go punish yourself with exercise because you've done a bad thing in the form of over consuming calories or maybe eating, you know, too much sugar or whatever labels you've given to good, bad, whatever. So be very mindful of that because it will seep into your subconscious mind and that will become your model. You'll, and, and not only that, it's the way that you'll conceptualize health, fitness, exercise, nutrition. You'll start to attach these, you know, this, ah, oh, I got to punish myself. And, and it'll be really hard to come out of that. And it's something I've tried to reframe. I've done a very good job with myself and I've worked hard to help my clients reframe it as well. But it's something most people are so attached to that it's like, I'm, it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to change this idea around food and exercise. So 
Reframe that. Exercise is a celebration of your health and your physical capabilities. It is not a punishment for something you've eaten. If you follow a program that's tailored to your goals, track your progress, you will love every minute of your workouts. You will be so excited to get up, go to the gym, do your thing, because now you you think of this as an honor and a privilege. Number seven, last but not least, do not quit no matter what. One of my favorite quotes about resiliency, it's a Japanese proverb. Fall down seven times, get up eight. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you get up again. Practice self-compassion and expect that this process is going to be challenging because it will. Be patient. Results are not going to come as fast as you think they are. They're going to take time and your progress will not be linear. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have plateaus with your weight loss. You're going to have plateaus with your strength gains. You're going to have travel. You're going to have family stuff that comes up. You're going to have weeks where you don't feel like it. You're going to tweak something. You're going to feel pain. You're going to have possibly an injury to manage. Accept that this process will have highs and lows and decide right now that you will not quit no matter what. That's it. Decide that no matter what comes your way, you will not give up. Because if you just keep showing up, fall down seven times, get up eight, so on and so forth, you'll never fail. To overcome consistency is to just keep being consistent. Don't quit. You got seven ideas here, seven tips. If you applied half of them, you would get the results that you want within the next 30 days. Apply all of them, and you're going to scare the shit out of yourself with what's possible and what you achieve. If you learned one thing from this episode, please consider leaving me a rating and a review. I would really appreciate it. I hope you're doing well. I will talk to you in the next one.